Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 120. Um, we're back on a Monday where podcast talks about pop culture things that interest us, and sometimes there's whiskey. My name is John, and I'm joined as always by Andrea. How's it going? Good, good. Happy Monday. Happy yeah. start of the week. That was, that was a weird one. I felt weird the whole way through that intro. I was just like, <laughs> You're very like calm and measured. Just like, <laughs> gonna lay down what we're about. Yeah. Tell you about some things. <laughs> I should have put on the NPR voice or something like that and more hushed tones even. I so. mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been surprised if you rolled it out with like, and here now we have an hour of smooth jazz ahead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no smooth jazz, um, unfortunately. No, but, nothing um, smooth about our topic this week. No, no hardcore death and destruction uh, plans yeah. not going as they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Conniving, mm -hmm. scheming, mm -hmm. tension. Mm -hmm. That's what we like. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So later in the show, we're going to be talking about House of the Dragon, the latest episode that just premiered last night, episode five. Things keep building and ramping up here. We'll be getting spoilery. Uh, so hope you're watching that along with us. Uh, before that, we'll have Webtoons, our regular Webtoons we're talking about. So maybe meant to be and solo leveling. Mm -hmm. We'll be getting a spoiler about those as well. And then uh, news, our weeks and drinks backwards. Mm -hmm. There's our show backwards. You got it all. <laughs> it's all set up for everyone. Um, uh. So yeah, backwards, just like me. Tarantino Back. styled it. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, drinks. What do we got going on for drinks this week? Yeah, yeah. So we've got a couple of days and then we've got a couple of like celebratory weeks in here. So kind of some mm. fun stuff there. Uh, kicking off last week on September 12th, uh, it was Negroni week, which ended just yesterday. That's awesome. I should, yeah. yeah, I would have, I should have known, um, that would have been nice. I was going to ask if, uh, if that was going to be your drink of choice. Cause you do enjoy a good Negroni. Yeah. It's like the bartender's choice. I wonder if that's still the case or if it kind of moved on the, a new thing now, but yeah, no, it's a classic yeah, good mean, one. It wasn't, it wasn't really. Like when I worked as a bartender, it wasn't on the menu per se. It wasn't mm -hmm. the like thing that I would go to to make. But I also worked at a sushi restaurant. So that's a very specific clientele mm -hmm. that aren't generally maybe looking for something like a Negroni to go with their sushi. Sure. I mean, did you feel like you got a lot of it was already was in there ordering sake? Give me I the mean, sake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Or like they'd be like, "Oh, can you know, give me the Sapporo beer cuz you know, I'm here and I want to try something different." Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I Is mean, she crazy. They, yeah, there there weren't a lot of people. <laughs> I know it's so crazy. There weren't a lot of people ordering like a variety of things, you know. There sure. were there were a couple of like tried and true cocktails and then there, of course we had like a specialty list of cocktails that people would order mm -hmm. from that were basically just like different versions of, you know, Long Island iced tea, you know. Or here's mm -hmm. our like hurricane drink, whatever. Um, I do remember like a couple of regulars who came in. Um, this guy would come in every Monday 
and order the exact same sushi order. He would arrive at the exact same time and he would order the exact same drink, which was a Maker's Mark Manhattan. Okay. And he ordered, Thanks. he stayed there for two hours. He ordered one each hour and then he left. Man that was, of. That was his Monday night ritual. Schedule, yeah, ritual, yeah. Monday night, Maker's Mark Manhattan. And hmm. uh, and your sushi, and that was it. I like it. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I love like, it. Uh, yeah, I it's... love that he was just kind of like taking himself out on a Monday night. You right. know, we mm -hmm. all think to like wait till the weekend to give yourself a little like treat, and no, this guy was like, I'm going to start my week off with my treat. Did you like see him evolve ever, or was he a static character? I mean, it's like some days he comes in, and it's like really, oh, it must have been a rough day. He's a little yeah. quieter or sometimes is like pretty lively. Yeah. So he, he always sat in the exact same spot and asked the, the sushi chefs to turn the channel to like the exact same show that he wanted to watch. But I could kind of tell his mood based on his interactions with the, with the chefs because on the whole, he was a pretty like cheerful guy and he always had some banter going, but you could tell like when he was in a mood and there just like wasn't anything coming from him or he just like wasn't ready to, you know, engage yeah. in the small talk. It was just like, I want to drink my drink, eat my sushi, watch my show, and then I want to go home. So hmm. there were there were days I could tell what his mood was. I That's I mean, that's totally a thing. If I was in town and single that you, I would totally <laughs> set up something like that. You just make the routine of that kind of thing you mm -hmm. know that's when what you know i would the drama of it if someone if he all of a sudden showed up with a lady one day i know all of a like our whole night. restaurant would have been set ablaze just yeah. like this is, this. <laughs> guy did you see him he came in not alone this time yeah yeah mm -hmm. and uh our our sushi chefs sushi chefs Woo, that's hard to say fast they were not shy so they like knew your business Sure. Okay. You know what I mean? So if yeah. he had brought a lady friend in, they would have been on her immediately. <laughs> nice. I remember when I first joined the staff and they were just like very intent on like, who are you? Like, what's your story? Tell me about your stuff. Like, tell me mm -hmm. about the sushi you like. And then it evolved into, I've never tried sushi. And then I would find like little pieces of sushi just hidden all around my bartending station because they were trying to get me <laughs> to try some. Nice. So, yeah, they were they were not shy and they were not subtle. So that sounds that sounds funny, but in my head it sounds unsanitary. I just found this one right here. Uh, <laughs> I'm supposed to. I mean, they that, were I on guess. plates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd like go to reach for like the specialty cocktail glasses, and I would like find a plate of just like a little something <laughs> on top, and be like, oh, you know, like shit, I gotta hold this while I get my glass first. So. Wow, I want sushi right now. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like talking myself into like, let's go yeah. to sushi. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Well, Negroni. Yeah, Negroni yes. week. Uh, what, a, what a tale. What a place we've gotten to from the start of uh, this being Negroni week. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, moving moving along. Uh, on September 15th, it was creme de menthe day, a day I quite enjoy, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. I'm a mint person. Sure. So I like like okay. mint chocolate chip ice cream or like I like mint M&M blizzard. I enjoy a good grasshopper when it's Christmas time and it's, you know, holiday drink season. 
Have so, I told you my story about the grasshopper? I don't know. Have you told me your story? It's not. It's Tell not, me your story. It's not <laughs> fascinating. It just, well, I'll always remember it. I was out at McCormick and Schmick's with, uh, I don't know if it was Pete or Patrick, some, some friend. And mm-hmm. we, I think this was, I don't know, it was the second place we've been to or something like that that night just getting cocktails and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I order their grasshopper on the menu. And I have never had this happen to me before, but they, the server comes back to me and says, are you aware this costs this much? And, and I'm like, no, I guess. I don't, you know, whatever. And I don't, rem- I don't remember what I did. Um, what did it cost? But I, felt, I felt pressured to like change my, or it's like they're right. telling me, it's too expensive, you know, right. but then a little later, I'm like, are they just thinking I can't afford it or yeah. what's, what is I that? Know. Unless that cocktail is like $50, I'm pretty sure you don't need to right. give anybody a warning label. Cause it's on, it, it'd be like if you ordered something specific, but then you probably are aware too, if it's right. on the specialty cocktail menu, you know, it's McCormick and Schmick's. It's not like some exclusive VIP club or something like that. Right. But, I mean, you know, obviously, um, you go there knowing like it's not McDonald's, but yeah, it's right. not a VIP club either. Like, you get that it's somewhere in the middle here. I mean, I know yeah. that's quite a range. I get it, but like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not mm-hmm. walking in there thinking like, "Oh, I'm at Applebee's." Yeah, I wish I remember who was with me and what the price was because I would ask I, then what it was in my yeah, mind. I do. I do wish you remember because that would be interesting to know like what it costs. Yeah. I feel it was like $15. I don't think it was like an outrageous sort of thing for a cocktail. Yeah. Now, this was a few years ago. Prices have Hell gone no. up, but nonetheless, you know, it was not an odd thing. I'd say yeah. like if you, you know, you had a cocktail and yeah, it was like $30, um, but it's probably listed then. You don't, you don't right. generally list a, and a $30 grasshopper. What, you know? I, I know, guess. right. Like, what are you making this with? Like gold yeah. leaf, what's happening yeah. here? Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, unless unless you have like C server for price or yes. something's like you you're like not sure if somebody's aware that they're ordering like top shelf liquor and they right. seem a little out of their element. Yeah. Then yeah, sorry, you don't get to ask anybody if they're aware how much it costs. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird and I felt bothered by it later. And clearly yeah, sticks is- out, but yeah. It is a weird story. I'll I mean, ask Pete story, if he but... remembers, just in case uh, it was him that was with me. Yeah, so. that'd be interesting to know. Mm-hmm. So, there. Well, hopefully someday you're just going to confidently order that grasshopper, and the waiter's <laughs> just going to be like, I know this man can afford it right here, sir. <laughs> so you can just erase that sad memory. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like have my very fat wallet on the table when I order this grasshopper from you should go back to McCormick and Schmick's and Mm -hmm. just like dress yourself up like pretty woman yourself (laughs) and just throw your like fat billfold down on the table Mm -hmm. and be like sir (laughs) I would like to order a grasshopper (laughs) damn the expense (laughs) yeah (laughs) you only live once (laughs) <laughs> Let's make it happen. I always happen. wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. oh man. Okay. Too funny. Well, I'm guessing you're not drinking a grasshopper tonight. No, 
No, it okay. should be my drink of choice, though. Because <laughs> you can't afford it, John. Yeah. <laughs> um, another couple of week bests that we have here. Uh, September 17th to October 3rd, it is Oktoberfest. Surprise, it starts in September. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. So, yeah. that's a whole couple of weeks of celebration. Uh, I hope one day to make it to an Oktoberfest celebration in Germany. I mean, I know oh, it's yeah. great, great, but I just yeah. got to have that experience one day. That's well, that's what I've heard, and I don't remember who all from, but definitely heard that it's it's pretty crazy, pretty nuts. Yeah. So. Yep. But as I am of mostly German heritage, it's just it's got to happen. Yeah. Sure. Makes sense. Uh, and then our final drink holiday solo day uh, was yesterday, September 18th, and it is a wine-based holiday. Hopefully I'm saying this at least somewhere close to correctly. It's Grenache Day. That's how I would say it. Okay, great. <laughs> I did look it up because I was like, at least I should give this a shot so I'm not like butchering something. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah. No, are, are, you, um, are you celebrating any of these things? I am not celebrating any of these things. What? Got my good old-fashioned water. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not taking any chances in my household in case I have to nurse somebody back to health like I did over the weekend. Yeah. That's... Uh, when we're finally all in the clear, perhaps I will treat myself. That really sucks to be on those strings of just, like, everybody's rotating, getting things, and... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, I am... I'm not directly celebrating this, but last week I had my Oktoberfest beer. Going to double that up for two weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. Probably bring it back next week or something like that. But I am doing, you know, Oktoberfest to me is like the, you know, it's the start of fall. That's really what I think of there. It's, it's, uh, you know, when fall's happening and it's getting cooler, you got the, the cider and you got the Oktoberfest mm -hmm. things and the pretzels and like we had been to a lot of good Oktoberfest events um, yes. in the past. So I have um, a drink I made in my, so you can't see it, I guess, in my, my leather mug, but <laughs> it's, um, it's an apple, non-alcoholic apple cider. So it's just literally an apple cider okay. with um, apple pie moonshine. Just a little nice. bit, so I had a little bit left, and then um, in honor of a show that I started watching this week, uh, a Japanese whiskey. So, All right, little little fall in your mouth kind of cocktail. So. <laughs> nice. Is that what you're gonna call it? Fall in your mouth. Yes. <laughs> I, I did not think of it. I until that I... hesitation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will reluctantly we'll embrace it. This. Yes, we'll embrace it. Because um, I, I mean, I see a thing on your uh, what you did this week that's also feels very fall. You know, yes, and into that kind yes. of attitude. So, which uh, which thing on my week is this? Well, I don't know. I mean, am I wrong? The baking show. Oh, Great I British feel, Baking Show. Yeah, yes. I don't know. I just, I, I, again, it's getting cooler. Yeah, you're just like, you know, baking feels warm and cozy. You, you're leading up towards the holidays. Let's make Absolutely. some pumpkin spice bread. Some I did actually do that 
which is oh. hilarious. Yeah, nice. no, I made I made pumpkin bread, and then I made white chocolate chip pumpkin cookies. So check me out. Damn, mm-hmm. Andrea, ship some mm-hmm. of them over here. All right, <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty damn good, actually. So nice. I was I was shocked. I've made pumpkin bread before, so I know I can do that. But I was just like, let's you know, I have some more, so let's like go out on a limb and try this recipe. Not bad. Not I love bad. pumpkin bread. Mm-hmm. Yep, very good. Uh, but yeah, speaking of baking, I did watch the first episode of Collection 10 of the Great British Baking Show, and it did warm my heart as we, you know, head into the cooler weather. So fun to see everybody in the big tent and, you know, see everything that they want to make and see everybody encouraging each other and being so nice. I just, ugh, the show is wholesome, and I will not be ashamed of loving that. So, so is it is it on network television, or this is on Netflix, Netflix. now, or... Okay, Netflix. and so yep. is it dropped all at once? So like this is no, the new one, and everything is they're, there. Or? They're doing week by week now. They used to drop full seasons, and like GBBS is now powerful enough to do a weekly episode. Good, good. So yeah, they uh, I, they hold out and let you roll it out every Friday. I kind of want to rant about that. About okay, the Netflix. I really hope I, I this is a good sign to me. I really hope they're changing their ways here. I know the whole binge model is, you know, Netflix is credited with that and it's done them well, but mm-hmm. I am tired of it. And mm-hmm. I think it does shows little service. Um, mm-hmm. It's I know a lot of people still like to consume things that way. Like uh, my sister and husband, they will wait for a show to be done and then sure. watch it all. So that's fine, you know, but they they also don't care at all about like talking to other people about it or seeing it online or anything like that. They're just like, this is a show we know we're gonna like, we're gonna watch it all at once or whatever, and that's fine. But especially when you do like what we do or you have people you know that get into a show or whatever, um, you yeah, know. Part of the fun show- is what's yeah. happening, the cliffhangers. What's happening, what's, what's gonna happen next, yep. Mm-hmm. And Netflix is ruining that, and it's ruining that for some things that didn't do that previously. You know, mm-hmm. we had um, I, I heard someone talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is not a show I've gotten into, but there used to be, I guess, I don't know if I talked about this on the show before or not, but thing they would call like JoJo Fridays, and like mm-hmm. every Friday be an episode of JoJo's sure. Bizarre Adventure. Well, then Netflix got the rights to put JoJo on their service and they just started dropping it all and it just Mm. lost it lost people because when you want to talk to someone about it you don't know when where they are in the season you always have to start with that like how far along are you versus Mm -hmm. something else that's weekly you can if you know you're talking to fans there's a good chance that week they've caught up within a day or two of the release yeah, and, or um, if you like start to say something, somebody's gonna be like, "Oh my god, I didn't see the latest episode." So yeah. you like know right away where they mm-hmm. are. Yep, and it, it just shortens. We've talked about this too. It shortens the life cycle, the mm-hmm. time that uh, you know, because especially for for anime or well, really for anything, you you have all this time making a season, and mm-hmm. then um, when you just drop it all at once, if you had spaced it out, you'd have they're making the next season during that 
Mm-hmm. You know, and so you have a you have less weight between seasons. You know, well, less um, pressure. If it's yeah. a hit, people want more, and they want more now. Mm-hmm. So you can be anticipating if you're dropping slowly. You can be like, yep. great, okay, we're gonna like pace this out nicely, so people are like hungry for more, but they don't have to wait for two years to yep. you know see the next season. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think I think this worked for Netflix when Netflix was the service. When Netflix yeah, was totally. the streaming service, then they could do this, drop these big shows, or you know, kind of thing. But now there's a lot of competition, and the goal is to maintain subscribers. Mm-hmm. So it also naturally makes sense to stretch these out to have right. weekly releases, so you keep people there and engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I hope they r- really turn this around. Um, yeah. Great British Baking Show doing this uh, is a sign of hopefully good things to come. So I agree. Um, I do. I want to caveat a, like at the tiniest bit just to say I do enjoy the model where we get like two episodes at a time or like three episodes and then we have to wait for the weekly. Because for some shows, it is really hard for me to just like get into one episode. Like I really need to to be like, mm-hmm. okay, now I'm like in it. Yeah. And I do no, kind of I... like that like surge at the beginning. But yeah, like I don't, if I am really enjoying the show, it is fun to like draw it out and savor it and enjoy yep. that. Um, yep. Rather than just like, okay, I really do like this. Great. Here's all my 10 episodes. Cause I'm not, I'm not one who can easily stop myself from binging. So I will right. go ahead and do it, even though I sort of like hate it as I'm doing it. Sure. Sure. No, I, I agree. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. That uh, I think that especially on um, unknown properties or something like that it makes mm-hmm. sense. It's really just like the model of back in the day of a, a pilot episode, the pilot mm-hmm. episode of Battlestar Galactica or anything new they come out. It's longer. Right. It might be like basically right. a short film or whatever. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's trying to get you to give you enough content to, for you to really understand what this show is about see what our production quality is like, all that sort of thing. Right. So yeah, like like the premiere episode of Miami Vice, the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. It's basically a short movie. It's awesome. It is. So It is. That's yeah. hilarious. I was just actually talking about Miami Vice the other day. Oh, yeah? How I, love, how I love that show. I don't know why. I was telling Chris, but I don't remember how that conversation came up. I mean, I absolutely love the pilot. And I love the yeah. the guest appearances from people that oh would God, eventually become famous i know i think liam neeson's in like the first season or something i okay. don't know why i like rewatched it not that long ago but not like just recently but mm-hmm. i was telling chris about that and it's just like a fun like oh my god look at him <laughs> like, look at baby yeah. liam neeson he was like playing like a hot young irish priest and i was just like oh nice my god he's such a baby right now <laughs> that's funny yeah, I saw someone point out though, like every episode ends in tragedy. Every episode yes. ends horribly sad. Yeah, I, I guess that's like, is that the the hook? Then you're hoping it gets better next time. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. I think everybody knew Miami Vice was never about like happy endings, but it was mm-hmm. just like such good like action and music and clothes. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. They just, mm-hmm. it was high stakes, high glamour. 
Yep. Hot, high hotness. I mean, like classic, you know, beach body shots. Right. So. Yep. yep. Well, that's a uh, very different from the Great British Baking Show. Uh, yes, anybody? it is. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I can promise that the Great British Baking Show, I mean, usually doesn't end in misery. Although you do feel sad for the contestant kicked off. Sure. But, every, yep. but everybody's so nice about it that, like, you you only feel, like, sort of bad. Okay. Because everybody's so happy for, like, the star baker. Yeah. So. I can see that. Um, yeah, so I watched that, um, kind of wildly different other things this week that I also watched, um, cyberpunk edge runners came out, uh, on Netflix. So I did watch the first episode of that. I thought it was very strong. Um, I'm intrigued. It was a good cliffhangery, cliffhangery ending, but like on the edge of ending, mm -hmm. um, like you knew it was going to happen, but like the main character is clearly on the verge of, you know next big phase next big kind of evolution in his story arc so yeah Good. yeah yeah i that's that's what like spurred me on with the binge model slash weekly release because mm -hmm. that's where cyberpunk is edge runners i've watched the first three episodes and uh tony our friend has watched mm -hmm. all of them now i think and oh boy okay so we can't like talk about it and um yeah, so, but I agree. Strong. I'm wearing my darling in the Frank shirt today. Yeah. And uh, so in cool honor of the. Got you that. Uh, yeah. Who was that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I that I was strong too. Um, I've just been a fan of everything that uh, mm -hmm. Studio Trigger has done, and mm -hmm. uh, so far this is not the exception. Yep. Yep. Oh, so I, far, I, not disappointing. I wanted to mention with this too, mm -hmm. um, I saw that um, IGN just came up with a thing that says Cyberpunk 2077's player count um, is the highest since launch. Reportedly, mm -hmm. 85,000 people have reportedly played in the last 24 hours. So Sweet. the anime seems to be really driving uh, some new people back That's to the awesome. game. And it it is one of the cooler things about this anime is how they take music and the sound effects and the different um, interface things and all this stuff mm -hmm. from the game is directly in the anime. And so okay. it really does feel like it belongs and is the same world. You recognize locations and stuff that you visit in the game and all that. So it really it really ties in nicely. Um, and that's been an added layer of enjoyment for sure. So. That's awesome. I, I love to hear you say that because like for me, I haven't played the game and all of this, like none of this seemed like weird or not for me or like, oh, like wink, wink, nod, nod. There's an inside mm. thing, but you're not getting it. Like just seem like, yeah, I can, I can follow all of this. I'm good. I'm right. inside. So nice. Yeah. That's kind of fun that it's both. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, and then I closed out my week watching the second episode of Rings of Power. I am no further in my judgments, I would say, so no spoilers, but I'm no further in my judgments um, and no further in my conclusions on the show than I was from episode one because okay. I'm still really loving the exact same things and I'm still really bothered by the exact same things. 
Okay. All right. So it's really tough for me because when the show does something that I think they do well, they do it really well. So again, like cinematography, locations, just killing it. And if this is where the budget went, great, because it looks amazing. Okay. So, So we do, I will say, it's not really a spoiler. We journey to meet dwarves in this episode. Um, and so we we know um, we're going into their lands. I won't tell which dwarves, which lands. But again, like set cinematography, just gorgeous. Absolutely amazing. Okay. Um, and I still, on the flip side, have the same problems with characterization that I had from the first episode. Like it's the exact same people, the exact same characters, the exact same like tweaks and nudges and shifts to their storyline that are bothering me greatly. Okay. And I don't know if it can be resolved and if I'm just, that's going to be like sticking in my craw like all season long or if it's like something yeah. that can kind of like pull back around and I can eventually get on board. I mean, I, I don't, I don't at this point know if it's me for sure or if it's like other things like other people see it and agree or if I'm just like being nitpicky because I really love like particular storylines, <laughs> it's hard. I I mean, unless you ask, I won't tell you what other people that I've heard have said just to mm-hmm. like not taint your experience. Yeah. Um, It'd be good to talk about it either like halfway or like when it's all the way through. Yeah, I, I would be ready to talk about that because you can't taint my experience then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, last week, uh, you know, I have not seen it yet, so you know. But I, what you're saying, I would like. Last week, I likened it to Star Wars again, and mm-hmm. I'll do that still here. Where that's what it sounds like to me is, for example, uh, the Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars film was very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the some of the moments in there were really good to look at mm-hmm. um, as they're like ships cruise along that one planet that everything turned red or whatever on the ground. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the, the, the fights and the way that, you know, just from a distance looked really, Tiny. really stylish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even the one before that, even, even Abrams, you know, there was like, it felt like a leveling up in terms of cinematography on these things. Mm-hmm. But when it came to characters and stuff, I'm like, I can't, I can't forgive these choices. And like, ultimately mm-hmm. though, it's nice to look at something pretty. I need to have more than that. I gotta, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you know, you can't trash my favorite characters or make a nonsensical story or something. And then I'm gonna, the, the beauty's gonna, you know, trump that. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. And to be, to be fair, I don't have this issue with all characters and all storylines, but I do mm-hmm. have it with like a very specific set of characters and storylines. Okay. But I mean, kind of, sa- kind of same thing with star Wars. Like I didn't have issue with everybody's storyline and the direction that sure. every single storyline was taking, but I did have issues with characters and like, inconsistencies tweaking like i said shifting of storylines to like fit a different narrative that it was just like that's not what i feel is correct right 
I mean, I don't know, correct is relative, but again. Yeah, well, I mean, there is a certain, there is a, there is a, there is a range of mm -hmm. acceptable, of, of logical for the right. character yeah. you've been that's, given. That's a better, yeah, that's when a better. When something comes out of left field, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, you just all of a sudden that's like, well, you got to make that make sense. Yep. You know, you need to make that work uh, for why we're getting radically different outside mm -hmm. our, you know, set parameters of normal for this character. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's a better word. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, that's kind of my that's kind of my all over the place different, you know, cinematic experiences for the week. Yeah, yeah, sure is diverse watching. Mm -hmm. We'll uh, we'll get spoilery about Rings of Power sometime here. So mm -hmm. if you all are out there and you're going to watch it, you can uh, we'll eventually dive deep. So. Yeah, um, my week. Yeah, I mean, Cyberpunk Edge Runners as well. Mm -hmm. uh, really, and we already talked about that, really enjoying it. Um, then the things we're going to talk about later, obviously consumed loaf app i think i mentioned that oh, last great. week yeah another uh manwa on yep. webtoons and um there's probably another one available now but i've at the point um i'd read everything available we're at a through 12. it's kind of a fun twist in this now that uh like it's keeping me engaged so so sure. really liking that um and then i wanted to bring up this uh, other comic I read this week that uh, Ashley actually heard about quite a while ago. And it was like fundraised for on Indiegogo. Mm -hmm. It's called Jack the Ripper and it's a comic book. I have, uh, have it here. It's um, mm. pretty, uh, pretty thick. I think it's like 60 pages. It's um, okay. black and white. Um, and uh, just a little bit for some of the interiors. Pretty detailed. It's by Mandy Summers. The art is uh, Peter Gilmore, um, who's responsible for it. Got a vampire in there. It's very kind of Nosferatu-ish, you know? Very. <laughs> yeah. It's so the twist, and this is just, I guess, the the setup is Jack. It's called Jack the Ripper Vampire Hunter. The idea here is that Jack the Ripper is not the one killing all these women. He's not the one that's guilty. Actually, vam a vampire is, or vampires sure. are. And so he's getting blamed, um, but he's really the one trying to stop the vampires. So that's kind of the setup here. The that's awesome, revisionist yeah. history. <laughs> so. I love it. I love it. There's nothing better than like misunderstood hero tragedy. Yeah. Such, mm -hmm. such great like fodder for a story. Yeah, mm -hmm, for sure. And I, I also like the things that can fit in or play with history like that. You right. know, I always think of how you could, what else could have been going on during this event that mm -hmm. would perfectly fit in or something or would give you a different perspective on how, you know, how right. it went down. That so. like fictional historical twist. Yeah. It's fun. Mm -hmm. So, so I read that, enjoyed it. It's good. Uh, the second one is up available for like, um, you can sign up to be notified basically when it becomes available for sale. Um, but again, okay. they always get it's independent comics. So they get funded um, by you as you know, once they announce. So sure. Yeah. 
so yeah that's been about my week um new releases we already talked about cyberpunk we also want to bring up We'd already talked Star Wars, but uh, mm-hmm. Andor is premiering, I guess, tomorrow night. Um, mm-hmm. I just found out about that um, yeah. this evening. So yeah, I don't know what they're shocker. doing. The kind of thing like you were saying, like they'd done before, release a couple episodes to start maybe, mm-hmm. and then weekly. So Yeah, we'll have to see. Are you going to be tuning into this one? I probably will. It kind of actually reminds me that I have to go back and finish Kenobi, which I do want to do. So, like, I feel like Chris and I can wrap up Kenobi pretty decent and then tune into this one. There's just so many things that either we've been interested in or at least people are talking about mm-hmm. or people are expected to be interested in one way or the other. And so it's just it's becoming an untenable feat to consume them all yeah uh, so yeah we'd have to have like an episode every single day what are, yeah <laughs> what are we consuming this week everything <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah uh well let me know what you think yeah so. we'll do news this week um i won't i don't have too much to say about this i guess but it was a big gaming week so mm-hmm. if you're yeah. into the gaming sphere, we had a Nintendo Direct and a PlayStation State of Play on the same day, mm-hmm. which was weird to have yeah. happen, but it did. Um, I caught the Nintendo one, worked out that I wasn't at work. I could see that one. Um, mm-hmm. PlayStation State of Play, I did not see, though. Um, the Nintendo Direct perception seems to be really mixed. Like okay. if you're... Um, if you're an older gamer or an indie gamer or something like that, that maybe had some more appeal to you and a lot of other people that didn't. Um, I generally heard good things about the PlayStation state of play. Okay. So people seem to be enjoying that. And then Xbox made a showing at um, Tokyo Game Show. Mm-hmm. Um, PlayStation is not doing as well this um, generation in Japan and Xbox is trying to take advantage. I, I don't know. I think they'd probably be doing the exact same thing if PlayStation was doing well, but just they're just more hopeful now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have more of a chance of making yeah. some some ground uh, ground back. So sure. So yeah, they had a they had a little presentation there. Um, yeah. Did you get to see any of this stuff at all? I saw nothing. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Sad for me. Yeah. Uh, it. I mean everybody's highlights are going to be different on a lot of these things. It's kind of really the thing, like especially with Nintendo as it was very, some people described as like niche audiences for things. There wasn't a lot sure. with the, the mass appeal. I was going to so, say, looking at this game list here, I can see that. Yeah, right. You know, certain things like Ashley is really excited for Harvest Stella, and I think they released a demo for it. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, I am very excited that, 1080 snowboarding is coming to the online games. I Nintendo saw that. Online. Oh my God. I used to play that. A bunch of the old Mario party games and then Goldeneye. Yep. The idea that yes. they actually got Goldeneye coming. So I that love stuff it. Was, that'll be fun. Um, let's see. They announced a Pikmin 4. Mm-hmm. Um, they announced the. I mean, for me, probably the biggest deals, strangely enough, was the uh, announcement of the Zelda title for the next mm-hmm. Zelda game. Zelda mm-hmm. Tears of the Kingdom. And that's coming uh May 12th. 
So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good, you know, I, I was disappointed because the rumors keep coming up. Like eventually they're going to drop the switch versions of a couple of Zelda games or the Metroid prime trilogy. And this keeps not happening. So yeah, someday, uh, you know, but, um, yeah, that's that. Um, what else? Let's see. It was a PlayStation exclusive, uh, death loop, but then Microsoft mm-hmm. bought the company that made it. It's one of my favorite developers. And that game now is finally coming to game pass. I think this okay. either, I think tomorrow actually. Um, Sweet. so yeah, that's fun. Also discord voice is coming to Xbox where it's already here actually, which was so weird to me because that. Sony bought part of discord, right? They invested heavily in discord and they're talking about, I thought, well, okay, this makes perfect sense. Discord is huge. People want to use discord, uh, PlayStation's getting on board here, improve their online network capabilities and their voice chat, everything and all that stuff. Right. And Xbox got their voice chat first. Like, unless I missed the PlayStation thing, but I, I just oh, launching Discord today, I got a notification to try it on Xbox. I know, I so, did too. Yeah, I hadn't gotten that for PlayStation. So I am stunned. I am stunned. Yeah. This to me is a loss. Like, uh, PlayStation has been taking a few hits in the media uh, recently. I, to me, I haven't seen people covering this, but to me, this is part of it. Um, and then the other part is them kind of complaining a lot about Microsoft's uh, proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. They're really not happy about this, which is understandable, but um, there's a lot of like, hey, this won't be fair. This is not competitive, all this sort of thing. So, yeah, it's been fair points, but it's been a thing back in about the... it. Otherwise, it's happening. Yeah, I mean, they have the they're going to have the chance to respond, you know, Microsoft in order to avoid, um, too much pressure from regulators is saying they're going to keep call of duty, which is the mm-hmm. one they're caring about on PlayStation for, we don't know how long, but for a while. So that certainly gives them enough time to respond and to bring back other IPs and to create their own things and whatever, you know, before eventually you would assume they might just, keep it on xbox right but they might not as well you know because they want that player base so you know if all of a sudden playstation players aren't allowed on they don't get the next call of duty the player base for call of duty will drop dramatically so right you know right yeah it's it's kind of weird like a chicken and egg debate like yeah our platform or the game yep like what what do we want to do well because like you know, no matter what, if you get a game that big exclusive, not everybody's just going to be like, well, I guess I have to buy an Xbox now. It's just not happening. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. But I think we, I think a lot of people, especially in the games media, discredit how many people literally get excited to buy a new console. They buy that new console and then every year they buy the new Madden or FIFA mm-hmm. and Call of Duty. Very true. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the extent of their gaming. They often don't even play them that much, or maybe they do. Um, but either way, it's uh, that's that's a market. 
for sure. Yep. I, yep. But I think that, you know, Xbox has a way to combat this a lot. And that's why I think for sure the deal is going to go through. Like, they're going to have it in, they're going to have their cloud gaming stuff in TVs like next mm-hmm. year or whatever. So yeah. your entry, you know, as long as you have a good internet at home, which obviously not everybody does, but a lot of people do, mm-hmm. um, you can get in. You don't, and you don't have to buy a console. You don't have to go buy the Xbox system. You can pay ten dollars a month and play Call of Duty on your TV. Right. So, so that's that. Quick, a brief rundown of some of the gaming news from last week. Um, lots to consume there if you're if you're interested. I'm sure mm-hmm. I missed. I skipped over someone's favorite game. So, <laughs> um, we were talking Cyberpunk earlier. Let's mm-hmm. talk about one of the most prolific entries of the genre. Yeah. Blade Runner. Happy to talk about this. We have an announced Amazon series mm-hmm. called Blade Runner 2099. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I'm cool with it. I mean, I yeah. really hope it's done well. I do, I do also notice. <laughs> I love this. Just throwing Ridley Scott's name around as an EP, same yeah. as uh, Raised by Wolves did, being like Ridley yep. Scott's. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. obviously, just like people still get the, like the name draw recognition there, doesn't mean it's going to be good, but I hope it will be good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. Like I thought, 2049 was much better than the criticism gave it. Um. Although I will acknowledge that it was a mite long, and that's tough. Okay. okay. It's tough for people. Yeah. I mean, right now, I guess I'd say I'm neither. Well, firstly, let's see if this gets made. Because <laughs> Yeah, if, that's if, true. If the, if the rumors, and they're rumors, I haven't heard anything substantiated about this, but what I have heard some people suggest is that Amazon is hinging their streaming platform on Rings of Power. They're invested so much money in this show that this is the make or break for their service. Because I mean, Amazon I- has had hits. They have. But nothing that has been like, that has gotten I mean, anywhere the, near the, the level of Stranger really, Things or something. Yeah, the boys really did take off. Mm-hmm. Like that was really hot for a while. Yep. Yep. So like, you know, but they've been doing this for a while. And um, well, yeah, I mean, um, you know, Reacher did really well. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's something else that I'm missing, though. um, They've done some movies, you know, they've done those Chris Pratt movies. Those have done well. Yeah. Just yeah, Alan says the Grand Tour, but I I don't think those these are all, those end up being all like you know flavor to the stew, um, and as much as I like the Grand Tour, um, I don't think it's keeping anyone's bills paid. They have um, marvelous Mrs. Maisel that see, and that was a big that fan was big favorite. For, yeah, for but a while, and now it's like quieted down. Niche. That's niche. Very niche. Yeah, absolutely. The Expanse. The Grand Tour. 
you know, they had that Carnival Row. They have uh, yeah. Jack Ryan. Um, I can't talk about Carnival Row. It's, again, one of those ones where I have, like, a huge love-hate. Mm-hmm. Some awesome things and some just, like, WTF moments. Sneaky Pete. I, that's right. The Wilds. I mean, it's no mistake they're looking for their Game of Thrones. They're like, can we make I mean, yeah, this profitable obviously. at some point? Can we do that? You know, and they're like, we're we're betting the farm on this. Oh, they totally are. I mean, I totally get it. It's just. I mean, obviously, Amazon's a big enough company. They can it's frustrating. forever keep the service going, whether they have hits or not. They can totally do that. They have the funds to do it. Just how long will they? Um, right. So Blade Runner, I mean, Blade Runner, um, to, what was the sequel called now? 2047, 2049, 49. So Blade Runner 2049 was, I loved it, but it was mm-hmm. a very expensive film, cost yep. them a ton of money and it did not do well. It did not. I don't think it made that bad. Yeah, it did, it did it, critically well and box office not. Yes. So. Blade Runner hasn't been doing well. I I heard I've heard very little to nothing about uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus, the mm. uh, like anime version. Mm-hmm. Um, so the IP that. for Blade Runner, I'd say, is not strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I I would love it to be good. I'm a big fan of Blade Runner, but mm-hmm. we shall see. Yeah. Um. It's cool they're jumping ahead so much again, too, kind of, mm-hmm. you know? So, anyways, all right. Um, speaking of jumping ahead, Constantine. That's, yes! I mean, that's going to be moving ahead a number of years because I was looking at um, pictures from that movie, the Keanu Reeves movie, and mm-hmm. he looks quite young yet there. Mm-hmm. And you don't think of Keanu Reeves as looking old, but he definitely is older than he was then. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's yeah. aged. I mean, well, but he's aged like, you know. Yeah. So and he is he is definitely like he is not peak Keanu Reeves. I think fitness in Constantine. He's got a little like baby fat going on on his face. Like, he's a little well, smooth. he's he's a young man yet. You know, he is yeah. just like, I mean, he's, he's not, a little he's more not chiseled. Soft. He's not doughy, yeah. but like, no. You know, you can just tell he's got like some baby fat going on because he's young. Okay. Okay. So, and that doesn't, I don't think, <laughs> take away from like the hardness of the character. I think he's just got like young face. Yeah. So, yeah, I it's mean, really interesting to like leap forward. Mm-hmm. And how are they going to explain this leap forward? Because the movie ends at a very, very specific moment. Um, very specific moment. I don't know what you mean yeah. by that. I mean, Are like, you... he's like, he's ending at a very specific moment of like crossroads choices. Like, how is his life moving forward? So I'm very okay. interested to see like what track it's going to take. Okay. I mean, can, can I spoiler Constantine? Can I do that? Can I, I think so. It's been a okay. long time. So yeah, so so the movie ends where like he gets saved at like the very last minute. He's like about to be drugged down to hell and he's like, cool, sacrifice, see ya. Um, and then last minute gets like the the miracle save and the sort of like 
slate wiped clean of like his years of hard living. So he gets this like choice, like, okay, are you going to take advantage of this now? Or are we going to like fall back into our old ways? Mm-hmm. And I'm just sort of interested to see where this movie starts him out after a right. time jump. Like, did he do something? Did he like move forward with the like, all right, fresh start? Or was it like, groom a fresh start? Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if they're true to Constantine, it will be the latter. Uh, I know. I would say so. But although um, that wouldn't exactly, you wouldn't exactly feel like that would lend itself to Constantine becoming an old man. Like that's not a, I'm, I'm looking to see my aged years kind of lifestyle. Well, maybe I mean, he no, could. I'm not saying Keanu Reeves is like 80, but I'm just saying like playing well, fast and loose with your life doesn't exactly say I want to live to reach 50 either. Sure. I will say, though, that, I mean, genetically, it seems to impact people differently pretty sure. heavily. And he had his basically lungs cleared. The devil sure. himself took the tar from his lungs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now he gets to start at, say, what? He's supposed to be in that movie, 30. He mm-hmm. gets to start smoking over like again at 30. He has, you know, 20 years or whatever it was of like not having smoke now basically yeah. so he's uh he gets to you know and maybe cuts back from like three packs a day to one you know i don't know <laughs> I don't yeah know. we'll see we'll see <laughs> yeah. um well it's it's a surprising thing because so the original director is back supposedly mm-hmm. to do this um yeah, was back yep it's being produced with by J.J. Abrams, which is weird because, to my understanding, he was trying to have made his own different Constantine thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's been scrapped, if that's still happening. I, it would be weird to me to have both projects mm-hmm. that he's involved with. Um, I don't know. So it is shocking to me that this is coming back. Uh, are there... People that like remember this movie fondly, I feel like there's already a, a split. I do. I do too, which is shocking because this is a movie that is so deviates from the comics. It was mm-hmm. kind of in that time period where we we're just happy to be like, hey, our comic person is getting a thing, you know? Right. Standards have not had thing. not yet been raised. Well, and I think the movie is really good. It just changes a few fundamental things, i.e. Constantine is not British nor blonde. Right. Right. <laughs> Doesn't take place in, in England either. So, um, But the movie still feels like Constantine. I was going to say, think that's where, the, the important bit is it feels like the character. Yeah. And I think this is what a lot of things miss. It's like... It, sometimes they try to go literal and it still doesn't feel like the project or they change it dramatically and they don't get any, any grace given to them because it really doesn't resemble the thing it's based upon. Right. This to me does resemble the thing it's based upon in a lot of ways. And in a lot mm-hmm. of the ways that mean something, even though most people that were fans would argue that him being British is a pretty, darn big element yeah. to making the character what he is yeah and so. that's fair mm-hmm. that's fair 
It's a shock. This movie, it's I, a shock. This is happening. I do have to say, though, from from this particular standpoint, I'm so glad that if they were really set on Keanu Reeves being Constantine, they did not force him to try and do a British accent because his oh accent is one of the worst parts of Bram Stoker's Dracula. It is, I mean, he knows it. Everybody knows it. It's fine, but it's terrible. It's so, 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 so Can bad. we... Can we put a finer point on that and just say it is the worst part? I mean, you say one of, I think it maybe is yeah. the worst part. Uh, that's fair. I, I can agree to that. I can agree to those terms. Okay. <laughs> it really, I really so like terrible. that movie a lot, but yeah, I do too. Not, I really do. Um, but yeah, no, he is that, that accent is just, Oh God, it's so painful. Every time he opens his mouth. Oh, and that's not something I want to say about Keanu Reeves. I, I like know. him. I like his acting in general. It's just, that was terrible. Yeah. It was bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I usually try to watch that movie every Halloween. Like Same. That's, yeah, that's one of yep, the That's one of my classics, my staples. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean. All right. Well, Constantine. We'll see. Actual sequel. It's coming. Mm-hmm. So, um, you threw this in here. I saw this as I well. Did. And, uh, I did. We missed yeah. it. It was Batman day on September 17th, just two days ago. Um, I was perusing through HBO max and they just like had a whole, like, here's all of our Batman and Batman related things, you know, dedication page for Batman day. And it was just fun to like, look back and like see all of the things that are out there. Um, you know, Batman related that I still haven't seen yet, you know, movies, side projects that I haven't seen that I sure. want to. Um, and then it also reminded me that HBO, they're dropping um, a new season of Pennyworth on October oh, right. 6th, I think. The origin story of Alfred, of course, like the butler. And I was just sort of like, holy cow, they're dropping season three. Like, this is doing well enough. Like, I remember hearing about this, being intrigued, totally forgetting about it. And now I'm like, good for you. You're on to season three. Like, must be a decent following then. Sure. So I think I might try to pick that up. I mean, these are the kinds of things that um, make more sense when you're going to expand a character or something because you really are doing that. There's, to my knowledge, there isn't a lot of Alfred backstory. So you right. have a lot to work with without stomping on any sort of pre-existing whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it makes sense. I mean, you knew that he's served in the military and, you know, what? Oh, you know, yeah. I don't know. Uh, especially right. other things that are common knowledge. So it's, um, yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a good idea for a show, for sure. And definitely mm -hmm. has gone on the radar. I feel yeah. like it's got to be neither amazing nor horrible because if yeah. it's horrible i would have heard a lot of people complain about it be a thing right. to make videos on that where it's like this is so terrible and if it was great you would just it, it would i wouldn't be have been shocked that it was yeah season three here's here so yeah, yeah. no i feel like it's just got to be like solid yeah that you know be. somehow maybe like, it's a hidden just, gem yeah i hope so i mean i'm gonna try yeah. it out so we'll see i mean it doesn't even get talked about dc fandom or anything Mm -hmm. Like it's just not right. It's just not even there. Anything. I was just like, 
season three is happening. What? Yeah. What? So. Yeah, yeah I'm going to try it out and of... I'll, I'll report back. Cool. I've been really mean to watch the Batman again. Mm, I want to watch yeah. that again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. We're getting into our webtoon talk for the week. Mm-hmm. We've got maybe meant to be starting with that. And we are current now. We actually yes. caught up to very current. I don't know when everything uh, 24 came out, but uh, yeah, we're covering 22 through 24. And um, yeah, three issues, episodes, chapters. What'd you think of them? Um, These were mostly fine. They were good. Mostly fine. What? They were they were good. I just sort of was like, there were a couple of moments in here that seemed like offbeat. And and by beat, I mean like tone and pacing and feel of the story, not like, it's so quirky and offbeat. Um, mm. So I just sort of felt like a little out of sync with with the story in these episodes. Um, so yeah, I just, I felt like I didn't get a whole lot in them. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like I just sure. didn't get not as meaty as some of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. They're just they're they felt a little fillery. Okay. And and not that they weren't decent filler, but they just didn't feel like things were really happening. Yeah. Um I think that uh the um I think that it was we're are often it works out when we're covering episodes or something like that, where we say a lot, it was a good thing we covered these two back to back because they're related and, you know, worked out that mm-hmm. way. In this, I feel like we're kind of in the middle, weirdly, where yeah. we're yeah. sort of wrapping up the the fitness, I'm at the gym sort of element mm-hmm. um, from from last week and uh, and then starting a new thing. We had, yeah. we, we had, I will say too, we're, we're setting up more stuff. We, so we're wrapping that up. We're setting up then another person from Gia's past. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy with the business card and some of that. And the, mm-hmm. the, did you buy the ruler thing? I made the that was, ruler. That was weird. Yeah. It's like yeah. now I marketing. I, now you thought of me or something like that. Um, right. I, I disagree. I think the people wouldn't think you'd be doing that intentionally and you'd decide to not do business with, the, with that person right, for having dumb. such an error. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, you can see like, is this person Gia's type? Is that what, what we're getting here? The little more scruffy, like a little more, uh, you know, say bad boy yet, but you know, that kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. not not exactly good news. A little yeah. shadier. Yeah, I just I didn't know what to think about him when he first showed up and he was all hooded and I was like, I don't even want to know, man. I don't want to know you. Get out of my panels. Like you seem super <laughs> sketch and weird. Like I didn't know if he was gonna be a stalker. And then mm-hmm. he was like more normal than I thought he was. And I was like, okay, all right. I'm glad you're not like just some creep. Mm-hmm. But I still just wasn't like intrigued to learn more about her past the way I was where like, you know, um, Oh God, what's his face? Song Yu Choi was talking about like her relationship with his sister. And he was like, Oh, you used to be that author, hot chicken feet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. that was like an intriguing setup. And this was just like 
weirdness. Like, I but don't it's know adding another level to that stuff because he's talking about the writing. So he's aware of her past as an author. Right. Well, and he said, you know, I still feel bad about that thing. And so yeah. there's like a setup of like, ooh, he knows what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's responsible or feels responsible, is partially responsible. So that in essence was intriguing. I just was sort of like so put off by his character that I was like, I don't even want to know anything sure. from you. No, it's definitely one of those things like, don't you come in here and try to make a love triangle. Like, oh, no, absolutely you know, not. You get out of here. And I was just happy to see her at the end crumple the business card. We didn't see her throw it away, but yes. she did crumple it. Yep. So, so yeah, it was kind of kind of a little aside, another little Easter egg, a little, little teaser for something, adding right. whatever um, that we didn't really have answers for. And um, hopefully we'll get sooner than too much later answers to Gia's author writing issues Mm -hmm. and such. So, um, but then we got the episode where I, I guess I'd say, I don't know that these things all made sense in the most believable fashion, the way that they unfolded exactly. We just saw a slide of like Gia being weird and dressing fancy while they eat their like normal food and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure what exactly how this all was prompted, but it ended in, in kind of a cute thing where yeah. then uh, Mitchell is sort of like, well, that's, you know, something is weird when you're doing it by yourself, but then it's cool or fun. It's fun when when others do it with you. And that was so, really like, cute. Yeah. And I, I do have to say, I didn't see Mitchell like asking her to dance. Like as, yes. a, as a thing that was like, he was like, this is where I'm going to solve the problem. And then I thought he was like asking for like a dance. And then he was asking really for a Bollywood dance number. Cause he's like <laughs> Bollywood movies and like everything gets better when you do like a big dance number. So that, that was a cute twist in that. I was like, this is so weird. Why is he asking her for a dance? He would not do this. And then it was sort of like, yeah, Minchil's just like quirky and weird enough that I believe that he could watch Bollywood movies and think that this is normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that was totally more normal to me than him. Like trying to ask her for like some ballroom waltz or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can sit there and think like, what, how would you possibly interpret what Gia is doing here with no explanation? Right. You've dressed all fancy and you've got candlelight and stuff of that. You, what what is happening right now? Right. And so his odd mind. Yeah. Where is that going to go? OK, so if you go to the thing as a child, like, OK, she's being strange and I don't want to make her feel awkward. So we're going to be strange together. I'm going to like fit exactly. in with this scenario that's be, that's happening here. Exactly. And then they go out on a fun date. Yeah. Which, that's cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I just I wasn't seeing that coming where she was like, you know, you're right. Let's do something fun together. And I really thought she was going to give in and play video games with him. And I was kind mm-hmm. of like wanting to see that because I just thought like, oh, first she like goes to the gym with him. Now they're going to play video games. It's going to be real cute. And then she wanted to go out and get drunk again. And I was like, I mean, sure. adorable. Yes. They're having a date. But I also like, ah. But this on screen right now. Yes. Come on, this cliffhanger. It was Come super cute. It was super cute. Yeah. Although they're told they're not kissing. It's not happening. 
Uh, I saw this people write in the comments. It's like, we all know it's not happening, right? Like, no, but it's not. Is she going to have some chicken feet on her mouth? Or on her, is she, no. her cheek? She's got to like, what, what is it going to be, you know? I don't know what it's going to be, but it's like, it's too predictable to be a kiss. So it's going to be like some thing that he really has to tell her or like some like just left turn. Do you grab someone's jaw when you really need to <laughs> tell them something? Right? He's just so like, <laughs> direct and I don't know. Yeah. uncaring yeah. of those things he's not really like suave seducer guy so he's not really like let me grab her chin and just you know i just think he's had he, it he's had it with this toying around maybe that's it but I, think, I mean i think he just like has something to tell her okay someone wrote in the comments too that they have done a good enough job often of satisfyingly um like playing with our expectations, you know? Yes. And so we're doing this, right? Everybody thinks this right now, of course, they're not going to kiss. So it would be a good time to completely to throw us and have that mm -hmm. be the case. So yeah. I, I would be shocked if he did, because we saw how she reacted with the accidental kiss last time. Right. Just ran away. Right. So I think it'd be too soon for him to risk like she runs away again. Sure. We'll see. We'll see. It's a good cliffhanger. Yeah. To be sure. Well, what are we going to do next week? Because there's not going to be three new episodes for next week. I know. I know. We're going to have to pause and, and find something else. Yeah. Are there, yeah. um, yeah. So like right before we get to, uh, the solo leveling here, mm -hmm. are, are there any other webtoon series that you're like diehard into that you started or anything like that? I mean, Laura Olympus, but you'll take like well catch up. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll take a scroll through my webtoons and see what okay. I've started that's newer. Okay. Because uh, a lot, a lot of things I'm like nice and caught up on, and so I'm just like going like a couple weeks at a time. But see yep. if there's something new that I that I grabbed that I liked. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, that was maybe meant to be twenty through twenty two through twenty four. Mm -hmm. Um. Next is solo leveling. Mm -hmm. So leveling, we're covering 15 through 19. I don't know how to progress forward here because I bought the physical volumes and chapters are not clearly indicated in the same fashion that they are online. Whoopsie. So, I guess so I could send you the panel. The I guess, panel. yeah. As Every long as it's not I like a just... horrible spoiler or something like that, you can just send it to me and then I yeah. know. But um. Yeah, it's like, uh, so whatever. I like reading them physically. Again, they're really sure. nice books and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have to figure out something with these chapters. Maybe they listed a page number or something online. I don't know. But, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Anyways, 15 through 19 of Solo Leveling. Um, really big hit series. We're continuing on here. Um, our protagonist... Um, Jin Wu is he's he's got a gamified life now, got mm -hmm. new challenges. He has been leveling up. He where we pick up here, he's still in his sort of own individual dungeon. Yep. That uh dungeon. Is, yeah. That he had the key for, and he just slayed a bunch of sort of like wolf 
kind of creature things and was going toward the boss. Um, how do these chapters um, work out for you? I liked it. I liked that we were moving forward. Um, we kind of got past like my my complaint with the previous couple of chapters was like his inconsistency of like, I can't do this. No, I can do this. And here he was just sort of like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And I think it's going to work out. And it was maybe a bit like naive, but he just sort of like gritted it up and was like, this is working and I just got to trust and keep believing that it's going to keep working. And it does. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, good. I'm glad we're past this like waffling. Sure. You know, what should I do kind of thing? Um, and can I do this? I was just like ready to be in like, all right, I'm committed. I'm going to be a kick-ass hunter. I'm going to grow my skills. And now it's just like, how am I going to best use my skills in this dungeon? And, you know, when we climb out of the pocket dungeon, what am I going to do moving forward? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I like that. I, I think we had a, the right amount of time of our hero being weak. You know, it's mm -hmm. like the weakest hero is a webtoon and like there's all this different like it's a it's a common trope in anime. Your protagonist mm -hmm. is uh, is weak or whiny for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And um, that gets old quick. And so I think Gene Wu was never whiny, but he you know, was obviously weak. And um, I think that we're we're, ha we're on a kind of a fun path for him leveling up a lot faster than he realizes mm -hmm. and that maybe the audience and then others certainly would realize. And mm -hmm. we're getting that in, we're seeing that in multiple ways where, um, yeah, things become easier for him. The nurse is like, has he always been this, this cut? <laughs> like, he is damn. Oh, dang. He is, uh, he's yeah, that shredded. body leveled up. Mm-hmm. Put all his <laughs> perks in the strength. So, um, yeah. I did. I did enjoy the the cuts of humor where he was like, "Okay, if I put too much in strength, yeah, I'm just gonna look like this like ridiculous, coked up, roided yeah. bodybuilder." And I was right. just like, "That was pretty funny." Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I made a comment or something like, "Oh, all that stuff in strength, you better um, better balance it out." But right. um, yeah, Which it's he been can fun. Do, apparently, like he can. I mean, he makes a comment about like shifting some things around, and I better not put too much in there. So, well, like, and his stats look a little bit different. I, and I wasn't sure if that was just leveling up stats or if that was like rearranging as well. The way I took it was how I would how most video games would be is when you level up, you are given, you earn points of which you can then attributes to Actually, certain yeah. aspects so not like a restat um mm -hmm. you have to level up to gain more points to then mm -hmm. choose where to put them sure. um, that's how i read it but um yeah he keeps talking about how his perception is like coming in handy more than mm -hmm. he might expect and i foresee a cool path here where we didn't linger on him being weak He's getting way stronger than he anticipated and others will expect. So we'll have this fun stage of him shocking people for mm -hmm. a while. Like what, what the hell? Why, you know, why are you so strong? And then eventually, right. It's got to go to his head. He's got to be, feel like he's unstoppable. And then he's going to hit a wall and be like, wait a minute. Okay. 
he'll be able to be humbled again at some point. Mm, so you sure. have further struggles. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could see a couple of different storylines emerging from here. I mean, that would, that would certainly be a logical one. Um, you know, that he keeps leveling up. He feels invincible and either he gets humbled by this game, like sort of taking away maybe his like stats or whatever and, and sending him back or, you know, some beast or monster like humbles him somehow. Um, I could also see something like, Oh shoot. I just had it in my head and now I'm like, what was I, what was I thinking? Um, Oh, like, uh, he talks about, you know, at some point I'm going to have to let everybody know so they can like reevaluate me. Yeah. Evaluate. So like some sort of like organizational interference of like, Oh, mm -hmm. like, how did you get like this? Like, what are you talking about? This gaming thing? foul play. Right. Yeah. So Cheating. there's some sort of like, you know, holding him back there. Like, Oh, we need to study you or we need, yeah. to, you know, you did like, tell us more about this. We need to hold you for a while. So yeah, I could see something happening there too. Mm -hmm. The other, and again, I, it's always interesting to think of, cause I'm used to coming to this from the Japanese perspective and I'm used to their tropes and the, the kind of storylines they do and stuff. What are those things are they are, you know, different storytellers from Korea going to take or, or change or whatever. And so one thing that would be very common and it's very satisfying in anime would be right now we have a specific scale that we understand. You know, if he's like an E-rake hunter and right. we have, he has a healer friend that's typically ra ranked as a, I think B rank mm -hmm. healer. So, that's our scale. We have A to E. Um, well, what would be the thing would be to learn that that's just the start. When he gets to A, he thinks like that's what it is. Actually, it, you've been you've been playing around, son, for mm -hmm. a long time here now. The real rank is double A, or you know, it goes all whatever S, S rank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. special it's like, S one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, all these other hunters, they're basically children. The real dungeons that are the biggest threats aren't even visible to you because right. you're so low power. The, right. you know, that kind of thing. So you expand your scale dramatically. So now you have a way more mm -hmm. to level up. So yeah, I can that see that kind of thing. Think happening. of like one punch man. Yeah. All, uh, right. Well, okay. I guess I'm not far enough in one punch man to to say that that it's the case. So I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. But okay. So yeah, there, uh, there is a, a reshuffling of like ranks. Okay. And ratings in one punch man. I don't think that's very spoilery, but no, it's, it's, I mean, it's so common it's like you said, and it's, so yeah. And it's, it's, it's tropey because it's satisfying. It works. Right. It allows you to continue like, uh, you know, you build Dragon and build, Ball and, build is, and you have to build again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Without doing the thing that they do to Ichigo Kurosaki. Oh, right. um, from bleach that is, right. yeah, we don't need to get into it, I guess. <laughs> John's going to go on back. an hour long bleach rant. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so frustrating in between every I arc. Wow. I know. So anyways, um, yeah, so we, we see he, it, we kind of end with him helping out. He, he needs more money. He's going to help out another party that's looking for a member. And to them, he's just the fill in. They don't need him. Yeah. Um, but, literally for numbers although yeah. i did have to i did have to say like part of me just thought like well why haven't you been doing this for a long time if like the money's good and you literally don't have to do anything well i think it's that the money isn't great 
you know, I it's, mean, it's there. You gave me make, I think that's what he has been doing a lot, you know? Okay. He is, just sort of made it seem like, Oh, like I, at least I get the money from this. And I was like, yeah, new, like you should have been doing this a lot, especially right. as the weakest hunter. Yep. Well, and if you're so terrible and you're not making a ton of money on it, then do you have other skills? You can like have other career, a different career here. I don't know, you know, but yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a good way to end in terms of like, we're moving up gates and levels without, you know, him having to reveal himself yet. So it was a great way to like move up to this like C rank level gates with a C rank party, um, kind of see like some different hunters, see them work as a cohesive unit, a very different unit than the one he's used to. Um, and then, yeah, we're getting introduced to like this new leader of the group who is clearly a major creep and has lots of ulterior motives happening, whether it's okay. for our main character or if it's for like the D rank hunter that's also along who has like the rich dad who buys him like all the special gear. I don't know, but like that closing panel where the leader is just like literally a shadow with red demon eyes. And I was like, okay, yeah, he's a creepo. Okay. Cause I was wondering like, what did I miss? Like I read this and I was like, I, I don't know if I will, we'll see. Okay. Cause I'm not, I, I just, thought maybe I, I just missed got like the extra. suspect vibe there. Mm-hmm. And then, and then suddenly he was that depiction. And I was like, okay, well he's clearly. sure. Like there's something going on that's not on the level. Sure. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I uh, I like the setups. I like that he kind of like threw his broken sword to take down that one that all these other hunters were having trouble with. And like, mm-hmm. who did that? They had to be like an A rank like hunter or something. That, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like we're setting up that he is again way stronger than he mm-hmm. understands yet at this point. Yep. And um, so yeah. Yep. It's cool. I, I still, I really like the art a lot. I don't mm-hmm. think always Same. all the panels and I'm thinking maybe this will improve throughout the series or something like that. I, like, I don't think every panel is effective at telling me what is happening. Like there's a yeah, lot that make fair. perfect sense, but there are some like, I don't know, just there's some action there, you know? Um, and, uh, but otherwise like some of the, the hero shots and the shots of the monsters and stuff are really, really cool and well mm-hmm. done. So, yep. Agreed. Um. Okay. That's soul leveling, fifteen through nineteen. Mm-hmm. Cover more of that next week. Right now, we've got to get into House of the Dragon, episode mm-hmm. five, mm-hmm. and I'm like trying to pace myself here, but I I did bring another. Another um, whiskey. Ooh, Baratheon. Baratheon this time. Yeah, we've seen uh, we've seen some Baratheon in uh, in the show, though yeah. not much was featured in this last. Um, last no, episode. no, the Lannisters were back. Jason Lannister was back, and yeah. nobody was really excited to see him. <laughs> Rhaenyra's eye roll said everything. Like, mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. out of here, clown. And I could That's not agree true. more. He was I, just snooty and boring and boy, bye. You know, I was thinking about this today, actually, how I kind of makes me a little sad that these are Tywin's ancestors. 
to for me to think about that Tywin Lannister's ancestors are is Jason and his twin. Wait. Yes. And they're also Jamie's ancestors. And can you not see that? Yeah. Yes. So I, know, I mean I know. Tywin produced tons of other Jamie. Lannisters. I totally, yes. I totally get it. Yeah. We're only seeing this one guy, Jason, like which is such a douchey mm -hmm. like name. Sorry, Jason's out there. Wow. I wow, know, Andrea. but it is, <laughs> but it is a common like douche guy Jason name. Do you know what I mean? Like, wow. like when they're trying to get like a douchey guy in a movie, there's a subset of names that I feel like people just sort of like rotate around, and Jason is occasionally one of them, and I just feel like it fits here. <laughs> uh, I mean, um... the only way to be like more modern day reference douche, it would be like some sort of like. Bronson or you know like just some sort of like bro name Andrea we had two fans and one of them's was one of them was named Jason okay whoopsie sorry Jason <laughs> I was gonna name my son Jason okay you're a liar <laughs> like Jason Solo who's nope. a twin with his sister Jaina nope nope you weren't gonna do it I, I have to say it I want to like both of those names and do that but i like so many other names more yeah because it would be cool to have two twins boy and girl jason totally. jana but totally yeah but now i definitely can't because andrea says because <laughs> i says douche name. <laughs> actually it's sad because like one of my favorite characters from one of my longest favorite running shows is named jason and I don't think he's a douchebag but i do think jason like works as like a signal for a douchey name it, look, I, people shouldn't shouldn't be offended because the name names conjure things in people's minds all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you are a great Jason, and so then and we do, we know you, like, then you are Jason and Momoa. That, I love you exactly. Yes, so I really. love you. But there is like a a niche market in here for like broy names, and Jason yeah. can be one of them. Yeah. So everybody, you know take a step back and relax so, <laughs> i i love it done ridiculousness rob durdick he uh, his go-to like bro name is brad brad he just he, yeah. he sees the clips he doesn't know any of them he just says brad brad so, yep yeah. yeah it's super true there's just like certain <laughs> names that just evoke certain things like mm -hmm. unfortunately karen is a thing now and we all like is, use like mm -hmm. a karen Mm -hmm. to describe someone and it doesn't mean that there can't be cool karens out there but yep. but when i say it y'all know what i mean now yep i mean um, john i i had heard at times you know like oh you're, let's go to the john toilet mm -hmm. so everybody's you're got dirty something. john you pimp yeah. you yep well that's true yep. so yeah yep <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I'll take um, that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, this episode was <clears throat> this really interesting. It's packed. We, yeah, it was like a lot of tension building for mm -hmm. sure. Um, I really was waiting what's gonna happen. Oh, perfect. The screen on uh the shot on the screen right now is how we open. Uh, and I what I, an interesting thing. Yeah, I gotta say, I, I'm still on the train of loving the openings of this show. Cheers. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, I love the openings of this show and this opening little mini tableau movie, you know, story mm-hmm. that was told in like five minutes. I just continued the tradition. I loved it. It was everything. It was amazing. I guessed it right away. Like, I mean, not while, you know, she was galloping across the scene or whatever, but literally as this woman pulled up her horse and there was a hooded figure in her path, I was watching her. She spoke and I looked at her and I was like, I think it's Damon's wife. And Chris was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, her armor, it's bronze. He calls her the bronze bitch. Like, I'm mm. really certain this is her. And then it was her. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I knew I- it. I thought it was her even earlier than that. I'm like, not confident. It was just like, okay, who have we not seen yet? We've been asking to see for a long time now. Right. And uh, here we have her. So. Right. She's here and she was, she giveth and she taketh away. Like she's Mm -hmm. here and she's gone. I loved it. It was so fabulous to meet her for just this like split second. That's all we needed. Uh, And I'm in this love hate relationship always with the after show commentary. But I did like how this was kind of set up like we really don't exactly know. And they kind of like the passage from the book yes. talking about how she died and like how that kind of made them think Odd. that. This, yeah. And so it's like there's heavy suggestion, obviously, of like foul play. And I mean, obviously, she's finished off, you know, but like mm-hmm. um, we initially. The, though, it's- yeah. Right. And we don't really know how this um, actually unfolded in the books. And so we kind of get a little peek here in the show, but it's not particularly detailed either. You know, what yeah. was his intent in going there? You know, was this how he, you know, how would you foresee this being the outcome? Mm-hmm. Was he ready to just murder her anyways? You know, right. what, or was there we, something else he was coming here to? Yeah. To wrangle. I mean, was he really coming for like, let's just get a divorce or like, let's figure out a way to be estranged or let's, you know, figure out something. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Um, so that was interesting. And then we get um, this episode is really about the king oh, putting in. Pla- wait, hold on. Oh, go ahead. Hold on. I just want to know. So was she what you expected at all or were you disappointed? Did you want something else for Damon's wife? I or was, was ex- kind of like fun to just this be like, she's not a horrible things. old hag. <laughs> yeah. This is one of two things that I was, I was expecting either like someone that was either really meek and just not, you know, maybe, maybe uh crippled in some way or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, or someone that was pretty, pretty strong and like self-sufficient. One of those two, I felt like was probably the case. And the yeah. fun thing is we still, I mean, obviously it suggests heavily the latter, right. we, but we still don't know who she is or what she's right. like or what their relationship was like other than they didn't like each other. Right. Um, There's a lot so, of contempt yeah. in that scene in those like two minutes. Well done actors. Yeah. I, I, I was happy with what I saw, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah, and again, yeah. it leaves us to guess a little bit and question some things and not still not exactly know, even though right. we saw her now. Right. Yeah, I was uh, I was kind of along the lines of you where I, where she was either going to be one of two things, which was this, which was young, not bad looking. I mean, no, you know, pretty. She's, she seemed pretty. 
uh, but like strong-willed and just yeah. like totally ready to just rip Damon a new one, which he would hate. Mm-hmm. Or she was going to be some like haggard old like harpy, not attractive and just, right. you know, someone that clearly Damon was foisted off on, which I mean, he was on her too, but at least it was like, she's young. She seems, you know, decently put together, fit, you know, sound yeah. of mind. So, yeah. you know, not the worst match you could make. So, yeah, I was I was kind of waiting for either one of these two things. Um, and yeah. I wasn't disappointed. Right. Yeah, I... Yeah. She reminds me, you know, of... Um, what was... She reminds me of a more realistic version of... Who had his dick cut off? What's his name in Game of Thrones? Eon? Yes, his sister. Eon's sister? Yes. Yeah. More realistic version of her. Gotcha. Like yeah, totally. Competent, you know, she hunts the stuff. And I I could... I mean, obviously, I don't know Damon that well right now. He still has a lot of mysteries to him. But right. to me, that could almost be a relationship that works. Mm-hmm. Someone that you can, like, feel good butting heads with and mm-hmm. like you feel this person is competent and you really are you know as opposed to someone that you kind of wanna it's too easy to push around you know right and you see that as pathetic and right. so she's not that right um yeah yeah he'd be uh, absolutely Yara bored right so i don't oh, know she's she's Yara. very interesting yeah Yara, yeah. Yeah, Asha, Yara, yeah. I, I first almost said Asha, and then I remembered in the show they changed her to Yara. Why would you do that? It's, I don't know. She was a little, like, she felt a little heavy-handed. Like, I liked her, but it was mm-hmm. a little heavy-handed. And then the whole bit with, like, letting her brother, you know, feel her up was a little, like, I mean, Definitely that's a little happens. far. It's yeah. a little far. So. Definitely happens though. It's very weird, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Which uh, is definitely why um, the producers were talking about. Um, uh, so Alfie Allen is the guy who plays Theon Greyjoy. They talked about for a split second um, having his sister Lily Allen play oh, his yeah. sister in Game of Thrones. And Alfie and Lily and everybody obviously was like, okay, well, this scene makes that impossible because we're not doing that. I mean, you could do something where you're like body doubles. You would have things. to get body doubles. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Because there's so. there's no way an actual brother-sister relationship yeah. could survive that. Yeah. So I mean, not even under the guise of acting. It would just be too weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, they abandoned that idea rather quickly. What I hear you saying is they're not committed to the craft. <laughs> yes, that, that was my point. <laughs> Thank you for distilling that. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah, th- so we really were like, the, the king seems mm. pressed, uh, understanding he needs to get his secession lined up and... Mm-hmm um have this marriage go through mm-hmm. unite the houses like he mm-hmm. failed to do um mm-hmm. for for better or worse and mm-hmm. um yeah it's sort of a it's sort of a because we we see this in the where 
often we, you know, he's having his, uh, tourney, he's going to have a long marriage, you know, fest, you know, celebration, all that stuff, but it's really no pomp and circumstance with like traveling the sea, getting very sick, like let's looking make weaker this happen. than he is. And he is mm-hmm. already looking pretty darn weak. Yeah. And I turn, I mean that in terms of his physical health, right? Like mm-hmm. this episode, Viserys took a decline in yes. every scene I felt like. And kudos to that actor because I don't think it was just makeup. I think there was like physicality. There was like movements, behaviors, like, you know, just the right amount of of tired and sickly projection in his just whole demeanor. But mm-hmm. every scene I watched, I was like, oof, Viserys is going downhill. Yep. Yep. And it started, you know, this very first ep- like scene of, well, second scene of the episode, but first scene with him on the sea getting sick. Yep. Yep. Um, hey, shout out to the hand. Yeah. The new hand, right? Our guy, Lionel mm-hmm. Strong. Yes. <laughs> I was, uh, I was very pleased. I thought that was definitely the right choice. This guy is just like rock solid, still proves it throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. He's there for Viserys when he gets sick. He's there to help him like through the whole negotiation, which doesn't last very long. Uh, but he's there through the negotiation with House Valarian. He's there at the wedding. Like he's there, yeah. you know, giving him advice when Viserys is wondering, like, what's my legacy gonna be? And this guy's just like, hey, just here for your your daily dose of pragmatism and realism. Like, yeah. Just gonna just gonna tell you not what you maybe want to hear, but what you need to get yep. back away. So yeah, he's still my favorite. Yeah. And we, um, so like continuing this storyline, you know, with, the um, sh- shoring up the union of the houses and stuff here, we have mm-hmm. Rainier accepting this as a, as a, like her responsibility now understanding mm-hmm. that this is, you know, going to be a, a path forward, but then getting, um, you know, sort of thinking she has this, her path set out where she can have her cake and eat it too. Um, because it's really like, um, she, you know, so she has her, her betrothed now Mm who is not so much into her, but they've been friends. It sounds like from, from a young age. So they're familiar Mm -hmm. with one another, but they kind of strike this deal. She, they're familiar enough that she knows he's gay. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I mean, Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to be like the realm's best kept secret, but I mean, you know, because his parents know, but like his dad don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. His dad clearly hasn't accepted it, even though like Renice is like, you know, he likes men and he's like, well, you could change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so she is very clearly they take a walk along the beach where she very like heavy handed hints like, I know you don't prefer me. I don't prefer you. It's all good. We're just going to be this great political alliance and I'm going to allow you and you're going to allow me. Yep. But this episode ruins that idea for sure. Um, yeah. We, uh, yeah. I mean, so Rhaenyra has a really great idea and then she forgets who she's dealing with. So Rhaenyra has a really great idea in this marriage of convenience to Laner Valerian. It serves the realm, it serves both of their houses, and it serves them. Like, in theory, yes, like, they they don't need to be with each other when they're not, like, 
okay, we're going to like try to make an air and it's all good. Yeah. And then we can just like part ways and do what we want to do. That idea in theory is all good. Yep. Then Rhaenyra forgets who she's talking to because she wants Sir Kristen Cole, who, you know, she's just bedded to continue their yeah. dalliance. And she totally forgets like his honor means so much to him. Mm -hmm. That he's not just going to be continue to be strung along on this, like, as a side piece. Yeah. On the flip side, Kristen forgets who he's talking to. And Rhaenyra's always wanted both freedom and the crown. And right. she's not just giving up the crown to go run away in some, like, fantasy elopement across the sea where they yeah. live out their days and she's just content to be his wife. Mm-hmm. So they both, like, think that the little bits that they know each, each other and, like, the bits that they've been in each other's confidence means they know the whole person. And they just sort of, like, forget this whole... They conveniently forget this, like, whole other piece. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, they can kind of be forgiven. I mean, Kristen did break his vows, so Rhaenyra might think, like, okay, he might be inclined to do it again. Uh, Rhaenyra did come and seduce him. So Kristen might think like, hey, she might just be like happy with me. We formed a real bond, which they have. Yeah. Um, but it's not it's not like true love, which is what I think he forgets. It's not like she's not deeply, madly, hopelessly in love with him. She just really mm. likes him. Well, and what he sadly doesn't know is that really they had sex because she just got all right. worked up from her uncle. Right. <laughs> like, well, I mean. Yeah, it's it's a it's a two it's a two pronged you know reasoning. Like, yeah, she got yeah. all worked for, up from her uncle and needed you know something, but also like she chose Kristen because they did like they they've had yeah they've had a bond. We've spent yeah, yeah we've spent time with them together, so she like trusts him. But yeah, he doesn't know this whole other piece. So, but he does know yeah. that she, how much she values like sending the throne and being the queen. So. He just very conveniently ignores the fact that she's very focused on that and wants it. Yep. Right. So yeah, these these people just like forget who they're talking to. Yep. Yep. Uh so yeah, it's um yeah, and then dealing with uh we'll we'll get back to him later yet too, but Sir Kristen Cole, yep. we um we have a very we can transition to talk some uh, also about mm -hmm. the high towers. So yeah. It's very interesting how the early in the episode as well, we get Otto talking mm -hmm. to Alicent about, look, you, you can say I overplayed my hand with this, but this is the facts. This is kind of what I said last week. It's mm -hmm. like, you might've gone too far or whatever, but you war is going to happen. And so mm -hmm. you decide, are you going to try to make this happen where your son is the heir and we mm -hmm. can potentially have peace in the realm or or you not and prepare mm -hmm. yourself and so i really liked this moment between the two um okay. and i read it as very genuine from him um mm -hmm. despite obviously still having his personal aspirations for himself and his in his house's name but um yeah, I I like this this little speech mm -hmm. uh, a lot, and uh, it was it was a it was a moment where the two of them I felt were like though he was talking to his daughter, it it she does feel more adult now 
and she's more aware than ever of like the stakes and the situation and like, mm-hmm. con- again, continuing to feel more and more alone. So. I had a slightly different reaction to this. I thought that there were two very distinct halves to this conversation. The second half, I agree with you, was Otto actually dispensing some like decent fatherly and just kind of general advisor to his daughter, who's now the queen kind of advice, like very like, if you're going to trust Rhaenyra, you have to like throw your eggs in that basket and really trust that she is not going to turn on you. Or you're going to have to prepare your son to take over because you don't trust her enough. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to make that really hard choice and it sucks, but I just want you to go and do it with your eyes open. And I agree with that. That piece of the conversation felt very genuine between them. There's clearly not a lot of like genuine ability between them to express affection um, because, you know, Otto's too like into his like political games and Allison is too, has I think for him been like too naive and innocent and biddable that there's not like a lot of respect there, I think. So, but this is the two of them doing the best they can to express that, you know, that regret that he's now going to be parted from her, that he'll be leaving their families being ripped apart. You don't think Otto respects Allison? I don't think he does. Not truly Hmm. because she's always done what he's asked of her she hasn't shown up until now, up until this episode, any particular inclination to either seize power for herself, take advantage of being the queen, like get into her role and like utilize and exercise her power. You know, I mean, every like every time we've seen her, like when they're at the hunt, she's very like awkward and out of place and just like, you know, the circle of ladies is talking and she's just sort of like, Yep, I'm part of the circle of ladies. She doesn't really have like anything to say. Hmm. Um, and then they have the garden party in the previous episode where again she's sort of like feeling alone and uncomfortable. People are like talking around her. Damon is being, you know, snooty. Like he's just being Damon and giving attitude, but she's just like very clearly like wrong footed and doesn't have like quick and clever, witty things to say. Hmm. So I just don't I don't see Otto respecting that aspect of her. I think he loves her in his own way. I just don't think he like thinks she's ever going to be a player in the game without him giving her a real push, Okay. which, which this episode, I think through circumstance does, it gives her a real push to become a player. Sure. Um, So if Otto could see her now, I think he would probably respect her. Sure. Yeah. Um, I do have to address like the first half of that conversation though. I was like super tired of Otto being like, why didn't you do anything? Like you're the one that got mm. me kicked out. And I was like, Nope, Nope, yeah. Nope. Like, you overplayed your hand. That was on you. Right. She even says it. She's like, if you hadn't pushed Aegon so hard, like you could still be here. And that's yeah. some truth. I'm not going to yep. lie. Like I, I like the job. Um, Rice Ifens has done with this character. I like the way he's played it, but yeah, I was a little like, don't you blame your daughter for you getting kicked out. She had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, don't agree with that. The beginning remarks there for sure. Um, but I, li- I like the moment between them and I like the stakes mm-hmm. that were set. 
And and I feel like she, she is at a point where she believes that and realizes that. And I think that's, that's borne out in the episode. Um, We just saw the shot of her interrupting the King's speech. Mm. And uh, whilst in, as, as they point out in the show, in the wartime colors of their house. And we also get the line um, speaking with her family that we're on your side. So it's setting up this idea that she is, she is aware of the threats and Mm -hmm. she is finding, um, potentially starting to find her own alliance, like find who is with her find who has her back, find who she can depend on because mm-hmm. she's not sure that she can depend on certain other people. And mm-hmm. uh, I, so I think that, that that conversation sets up this well, um, her going forward and, um, mm-hmm. and taking the baton in a way from, from her father um, mm-hmm. and representing her house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I... I'm interested in this, in this family and how this, this dynamic is going and like what kind of war is about to happen here. Yeah. I, I'm having a hard time because I like Allison getting a backbone because I've, I've mentioned in previous episodes how her naivete and her innocence and her belief that everybody can just get along is just like straining my patience and just like the, the, I don't know, believability of her character. It's just like so much like, how can you do this one thing and then be like, why can't we all just like hug and get along? And it's just like, well, um, but I had a hard time with this episode and everybody pushing Alicent to be pitted against Rhaenyra. Hmm. Like first Otto does it and then um, Lionel Strong's son, I cannot remember his name, I feel bad. Is it? Uh, no, uh, Harwin is his other son, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, his the, the king the, and stuff. Yes, yeah, he's, yes. He's, 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 unfortunately, like, yeah, he's he's crippled in some way i don't know if it was if they already mentioned it was from birth or if it was just a young age um but he just like comes up and he's like let me just like build some goss about yeah you know rhaenyra maybe like i was ill and oh she got some tea and viserys sent it to her and i was like what is this doing like why are you are you like secretly a hater of your father and don't want him to be hand or like why are we getting in good with the queen? Like, do we not like Rhaenyra? Like what is happening here? Yeah. So I, and then I didn't love Kristen Cole just being super weak and buckling to like Allison's horribly innocent and clumsy attempts to like get the truth from You didn't like that? No, I did not. Oh, oh, I thought that was good. They felt like a pair of middle schoolers who were just like, in some sort of awkward situation and then Sir Kristen oh. just like just breaks. And and no. she's not even pressing him that hard. She just that, like he doesn't need to be pressed hard. That's the point. That's like his his morality. And it's a perfect, it's the perfect setup. When, as soon as this happened, I'm like, oh, this is not this is not gonna be good. I because they're talking past each other. They they uh, they're confused about the events. So I, I know and I thing. knew I knew it was going to happen and I knew that they were setting it up that way because she mm-hmm. was so like dancing around the subject and kept trying to like bring it up in different ways. And I was just like, 
annoyed because to me it was like the weakest interrogation ever. Do you know what I mean? Well, she's yeah, because so she's awkward not, about it. She's not she's really not there to interrogate. She's not there. She, she's not like she is. I mean, she is trying to to find answers. So technically by interrogation term definition, but comes with along with that, the idea that it's something forceful or something, you know, she's just like, yeah, yeah. that's why I was just like, it's so weak. Like, it's so just like, oh, like, tell me a thing. And he just like cracks. There's no like he took I mean, he's he's so like I took vows and I took, you know, things about my honor and whatever. And he just like cracks at every single one of them. Like he cracks at the chastity, cracks at like protecting Rhaenyra, who he's supposed to be like, you know, his charge. He's sworn as her king's guard. Like thinks she knows loyalty there, but it doesn't matter. There's just like you don't need to be confirming or denying anything. You feel bad already about being deceptive, and so your queen now is questioning you, and you're like, she knows. I the better course for me and for my for my fate and my conscience is to come clean. If I was, totally understand that. I totally don't. Like he is just like I said, he broke his vows. He broke them again. Like he. So now he's supposed to just be hand, a liar forever. He's no, just supposed to like, like double down. No, he's like, don't torture me. Just kill me. Like if he feels so bad about it and if he feels like he broke his Kingsguard vows, like go exile yourself or go like enact your own punishment instead. He just like creeps around and skulks around and continues to wear the white cloak, even though he's like, I have no honor left. And I just, I didn't, I didn't like his characterization this episode. Well, his queen let him go, you know? So what though? If he feels truly bad about what he's done and like knows what his punishment is supposed to be, like do something instead of just being like, I know, but like it just, it didn't, it didn't lead up to believable for me. Like the scene in which he interacts with Joffrey and gets pushed and tested totally felt like he would crack over that because Joffrey was being an ass about knowing his secret. Like apparently all people named Joffrey in the show just like have to be assholes. (laughs) Like they really do. Yeah. I knew the second he opened his mouth. I know. Anybody wants to name their kid Joffrey be Mm -hmm. like, you're on alert right now. You're going to be an asshole. (laughs) <laughs> um because yeah that was the that was the first thing i thought of when he said his full name i was like oh he's gonna be a jerk and he was he totally was he was just like needling sir Kristen in a way that he did not need to be needled mm-hmm. um you know if there was like a thing that you wanted to bring up about like we know your secret and you know we should all keep it to protect each other much better way to approach that with sir Kristen than this like bullying like don't they look good together? And don't you know, like, I know that you know that we know the secret. Like, his whole tone was, like, smarmy and jerkish. And it was just, like, the wrong... <laughs> he, mis- he misread him. He misread him as, a, as his, his, his character because... There was a lot of that in this episode, like, misreading yeah. characters. Yes. Um, we'll, we'll go back and forth here, but, like, I was... You know, obviously, with this whole scene is building a lot of tension in different ways, you know, and um, we're we're like, what is going to happen? What is our red wedding situation here now? Like, I know how, right? how is the tension going to break? How is because this wedding going to get effed yeah, up? We have Damon being confronted by his mm-hmm. wife's well, Damon uh, arriving at all. 
was yeah. just like, I was very aware that he was there to make a mess. Right. So all kinds of things. And I, I was, I mean, we're obviously meant to be, but I was confused at the fight that broke out. And I honestly would I have rather too. seen the moment that makes Cole snap mm -hmm. than just yes. think it happens, assuming it happens and be okay with that. I agree because the I was very confused as to how this like melee started. And it, it took me a while to realize that like Kristen was the cause of it. Right. And I just felt like it wasn't super believable because he had the moment with Joffrey and Joffrey passed by him and yeah, they were all tense and like it was, it was a great moment to snap, but he took too long to snap. Yeah. There like had to be another interaction. Later. It was like three minutes later and I was like, now, now he's real mad and now he's going to go find Joffrey. Like that's so weird. Like we had a whole like mini scene take place with Damon and Rhaenyra, which was like insane important to the plot lines of everything and like proposing different things happening. But it was not a short conversation that they had. And then finally at the end of that is when Kristen was like, here's my moment. I'm going to go after Joffrey. And I was like, no, I don't believe this. I hope we find out what it was because it, there was something I, yeah, I failed to, I've refused to believe that the conversation we saw on screen was what caused it. That was part of it. He became aware of it's like the reminder that someone else knows of his discrepancies, his like problems and his like loss of honor and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And someone's going to be a problem for him potentially. And I, there had to be another thing, mm -hmm. something more. So I, I hope we find that what, what that is. Um, yeah, I was very confused at this point. Like, I, mm -hmm. I thought something else was happening. Like, somebody was entering. There was, like, a raiding party. So yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Just, like, something bigger was happening than that caused this, like, near stampede. Yeah. Uh, right. Then the fight between Chris. And then and other people and started fighting, too. There's that one guy. I don't know who it yeah. was. He was kind of handsome and stuff. And he started beating on people. It's like, what? What? Is, what? I know. I know. I, what is happening I, I, here? I had no idea what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So that was a very, yeah. that was, I mean, it was a good, it was a good unexpected way because you didn't know which piece of like all the tension puzzle was going to break and fracture and cause like the incident that was going to ruin this feast. Yeah. But you knew something was going to. It, it was a, it was a, it was subverting expectations mm -hmm. in a way that if you'd seen Game of Thrones, you're like, what is going to happen? And it was really the more realistic option at an event mm -hmm. where a fight breaks out. Right. It's not like elaborate scheme, right. like this is a big takedown. This is something that's been orchestrated. None of that stuff. This is a fight, a problem between two people, and it was handled in, you know. That got messy. Yeah. Yeah, that that shot of Joffrey's face at the end there, that was graphic. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned, of course, the other pivotal scene, and I guess I guess I'm revealing something terrible about myself because I very much wanted Damon to do what Rhaenyra was challenging him mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. 
she she wants this too she was to me that's was how this reads she wanted him it's like fine take me kill the the king's guard take me back to uh dragonstone, dragonstone. Mm-hmm. and that's it Let's we're gonna do buried. it and mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. and i was like just do it is that gonna be the yep. thing do it because i want i'm i'm good with this at this point because look they're not my relatives I'm not related to them. I'm not in relation. So, so you guys go for it. Right. And, right. Uh, well, I and like the chemistry between the two yeah. and whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, and like we've said before, this is a very specific show in which like this is acceptable in this universe. Yes. You know what I mean? Like this, I mean, the, I mean, Game of Thrones was already a show that tried to like convince us or or did, you know, convince us that you know targaryens would marry brother to sister and that was not out of the the realm of ordinary so uncle to niece feels weirdly better somehow Mm -hmm. in the terms of like the incest chain and i can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth but i mean you know set context 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 so set within this world damon and rulinier's relationship it's not a stretch to believe that this is okay and that this would be acceptable. Um, like you said, I like the chemistry between the two actors, between the two characters. I think it works well. I think it's set up to work well. And it's set up to make us kind of root for them to get together. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all know that like her marriage to Lanor, Lenore, Lanor, I don't know how to exactly the right inflection, but we all know it's a marriage of political convenience. So there's no love lost there. So we're not rooting for them. Right. Yeah. So where are we going to like, you know, put our, like there's this a forbidden there's passion passion. Yep. This is where it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and it's been so well, like set up mm-hmm. through the course of the season, you know, mm-hmm. the relationship here. So I, it ultimately, I like the episode a lot though. Mm-hmm. It was it had its unsatisfying moments, which mm-hmm. is fine because there's a realism to that. You know, you gotta have, you gotta balance the satisfaction right. and what like is desirable with what is possible and realistic and, and works for the story. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, kind of bittersweet for me for the episode. Um, yeah. But it really has me like, I'm really worried about the next episode. I'm excited and really worried because mm-hmm. the next episode, we're clearly getting the time, the big time jump mm-hmm. and we're changing actresses. Mm-hmm. And I am still so not happy about that in this moment. I know me neither. It, these, these women are old enough. I don't know. I don't know the number of years, but Matt Smith isn't changing. Mm-hmm. You know, like all these other people, they're just makeup them older you know mm-hmm. and i am not i am really not i've i've grown to care for and like the betrayal of these characters by these right. actresses and i do not want them to go away so there is a really big challenge in this next episode this is the proving point to me now you know we had early on it was like okay episode one wow okay nice the proving point is episode two is it still good all right mm-hmm. it was this is the next one where we're doing the new actresses and I'm, I'm ready to be disappointed. And I really hope I'm not. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I think an episode ago, I would have 
half disagreed with you in that I was ready for, I was sort of okay with uh, Allison's character being aged up and changing actresses because she was so young and so naive that I was just sort of ready for a more mature take on her character. And then in this episode, I really felt like her entire character did mature, age up, felt more like settled in herself. And I was like, shoot, like I really would have liked to see where this could have been taken with this actress now because she did make that shift and I would be okay with her moving forward. Um, I'm, I was always against like Rhaenyra mm. being shifted because I really like this actress, um, Millie Alcock, I think her name is. Uh, but I really love what she's done with the character. I love her characterization. I felt in this episode too, she matured. You know, we've we've said a lot about her, you know, needing to prove herself as heir to the realm. And in this episode was a lot about like, ready to do my duty, ready to move forward, ready to, you know, accept the political calculations and steps and alliances that I have to undergo, accept you know, respect to be the one on the throne. So I really felt like this was a great already aging up episode for those girls. Yeah. And so, nice yeah, so now I am, now I am really, really nervous about next week's episode and how I'm going to be receptive to two new actresses. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd love to be proven totally wrong here. My yeah. fears put aside, you know, but especially for women like there can be convincingly like the difference between 16 and 30 can mm -hmm. be pretty like what are you you know depending mm -hmm. on the person the mannerisms the way you dress all that sort of thing mm -hmm. um we we believed that uh chris evans like jacked whatever was in <laughs> high school and whatever that one movie was, you know, it's like, yeah, this is not at we do all it backwards realistic. all the time. Yeah. We pretend like 27 year olds or 16 year olds. Like, yeah. Why can't we, yeah. Yeah. Why right. can't we just like turn it around? Because yes. it's actually probably more accurate that way. Right. I mean, like, I don't, they can... I don't know how I look, but sometimes I still feel like I don't look that terribly different from like my college ages, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, uh, you see a picture and there's something different, but it, it, yeah. it, it, it contributes to like, like you say, dress mannerisms, you know, mm -hmm. like all this stuff like adds up, you know, over time or whatever, um, softer features or something, mm -hmm. you know, but that's all stuff that can be, ha that we can, suspend our disbelief for mm -hmm. you know even the harry potter kids you know again the other way around you know they start very young pretty age accurate and just with the pace of the movies and the way they come out they're much older by the time they're done mm -hmm. but i would i way prefer that and letting that slide than a recast in the middle yep so look i'm complaining before the fact you know so of, mm -hmm. of course i i don't know it yep. just to me at this point really sucks because mm -hmm. I like these people and the, the actors for Allison, you know, I feel like she's had a better, slower transition to maturity. Like I love the moments where she's like sponge bathing her husband and stuff that to <laughs> me shows a maturity and stuff. And like, even though she's naive, I'm tell Ashley that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
sponge right, my Tyler. lesions. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't want to, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm going to watch it and I'm, I'm hoping it's great. Um, I just, it seems yeah. like an unnecessary decision at this point. Yeah. Considering... I, think, I think it's fair to be this concerned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Considering what? Well, I mean, Matt Smith doesn't look old in the next one. We've mm -hmm. seen the preview for the next episode. Obviously right. the King looks older, but he has health issues. His, his right. physicality is deteriorating much quicker. And I am, we're, okay. While we're on the King, I thought he died like three times this episode. I was just like, every time I was just like, <laughs> ah. like going to the white light moment. Yeah. It transition was like, did he just die? He just right? died. Right. And then they're like, yeah. Oh my God. There were so many moments like the, yeah, the transition, the like laying down, the laying down in the bath, the collapse, like, yeah, so mm -hmm. many things. When he laid down in the bath and then the next scene was like two dragons. I was like, oh my God, it's going to be like older, um, Laner and Rhaenyra mm. like soaring to their keep or whatever. And I was just like, what? Like, mm -hmm. and then, and then it clearly wasn't, it was just the beginning of the wedding festivities, but seriously, yeah. I just, every time I thought like, there he goes. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah. and I have to say with the preview for the next episode, again, it looks like, so what it's going to, it seems to me is going to happen is, um, Rhaenyra is going to be like, yeah, well, my husband's gay, so I'm having sex with other people and we're now having kids and they don't look, they, none of them have silver hair or white hair. And someone, cause someone in the preview is like, one can be dismissed, but three. Oh my God. It's so such, we're gonna, such we're an gonna, echo of Robert and his bastards. Yes. Oh so we're going to have like, what we're going to have is Allison's strengthening claim to the, yes. to the throne and for her, her well, son, Aegon. being heir. Yeah. Yeah. Because he'll probably come out with, you know, I don't know what he'll, he'll look right or whatever, you know, he'll fit. He did when he was young. So I'm yeah, he'll be the, the one that's like, I, that I guarantee he'll be the one that's competent hair. with silver hair and all this stuff. He'll look like he's meant to be there. And then, you know, Rhaenyra will have three kids and they'll all be like black hair. And everybody's going to be that, like. That would be a little bit on the nose. A little bit on the nose. for yeah. So, yeah. I, don't I, know. I just mean in terms of like Robert Baratheon, because all of his bastards had black hair. And that was like the telling sign that oh, Joffrey, sure. was, Joffrey wasn't his son. They just need to have white hair, right? They, right. Like. Even just to be seen as like carrying the Valyrian and Targaryen family through, uh, you know, that has to happen for the right. symbol of it. Right. So. Alice, tell us we got to wrap up. Yeah. Judge, yeah. Judge Judy is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I liked it. I, but I, there was some unsatisfying moments, but I just really intrigued for the future, mm -hmm. that, but also very worried for the future. So it's yeah. a lot of feels or a lot of emotions yeah. in this. So. Which I mean, so far is the, the sign I think of a good series. There's a lot of feels. There's a lot of like strong reactions. They're not always going to be the things you want, but you said, yep. you know, like you said, sometimes it's just got to be realistic and it's yep. not the things we um, so yeah, the, I overall just feel the show has been so solid, but yes, now I'm, I am terrified. I've, I've liked the time leaps before and now I'm terrified of this next one because we're getting two new actresses. 
Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, you know, that's not their decision. That's, you know, no. a writer's decision, a director's decision. Um, so uh, props to these two young actresses. I hope that they can come in and, and fill some big shoes. I mean, nothing nothing on them right now, and then we'll see how they do after next week. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm, I feel I've managed to disregard the bad parts of Game of Thrones and not be bothered by that. And so I've been so happy that Game of Thrones is back. It feels good. You know, it's like, was was not willing to say that for a while. And it feels yeah. really good to have this every week um, yeah. because I have missed it. And so I just really hope we can finish this season strong. And uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, same Thank here. You. So, all right. Well, that's been House of the Dragon, or does the cool kids say Hot D, episode five. <laughs> um, Never going to not be funny. That's right. Um, Thank you for watching uh, as a larger part for episode 120 of Popcast on the Rocks. You can follow us on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, mm -hmm. um, all those places here on Twitch where we live stream, mm -hmm. all that sort of thing. Please like, subscribe, share, whatever. Um, if you listen to us just in podcast format, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a bunch of other ones, we often have polls or questions for you to answer on Spotify. You can watch us in video format on Spotify as well. On Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. That'd be much appreciated. Killing the Flower, they wrote our theme song. You can check them out on YouTube and um, Instagram and Spotify. And like one other shout out I just found out about. It's really um, uh, an old friend of mine. Had, he, he, was always, he was in a band for quite a while. I used to work at Best Buy. I don't even know him. Um, his name is Jason, and he is in a band right now called. Um, oh. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I, I didn't think like of that until just. I said yeah. this like a whole show being like Jason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. Yeah, um, but he. Uh, <laughs> no, he has a band. Um, uh, it's called Virginia Sweet, and they have an EP that you can listen to on. Um, I listen to it on Apple Music. I'm sure it's on Spotify as well. And uh, yeah, it's it's good. So go ahead and listen to it. They're going to be coming out with another album as well this year, I guess. So, All yeah. right, Jason, I'm sorry to to halfway attempt to tone for my atone for my sins. I will listen to your EP. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to this, Jason. <laughs> it's if if anybody breaks at that, they uh, they got they got tough enough. So. <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, thanks for joining us. And of course, Andrea, thanks for joining me as always. Of course. Cheers, everybody.